Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leba, and joining me for this and every episode are uh, my co-hosts and friends, Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. Uh, today's episode, we will look at Tuesday, December 12th, a 10-game slate in the National Hockey League. It's a decent one, and whenever it gets this big, we, we like to start off with some underdogs. Uh, this episode be a little, little tricky uh, for for the value hunters out there for those who like to go big price shopping. So uh, Nick's gonna pass on the underdogs, which is fine. It's, it's all about ethics here. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't pump something I don't believe in. So, um, and Tim, uh, you're going to uh, flip the script a bit. Yeah, you know we we think underdogs is it has to be in the um. You know the head-to-head money line dog range, but I I'm on Nick's side here. I think it's really tough to pick a dog out of this board that I like. So instead, I'm gonna kind of weasel my way in and out of it. And I'm gonna go Carolina here three-way. It should be you know I'm looking at plus 105 right now. So nothing nothing that you'll be able to retire off of. But look, this is a by the way, Carolina's playing Ottawa. They're a short favorite here in the minus 120 range. Carolina, they've been absolutely dreadful. They are, they're on this Canadian swing here where they've lost four in a row. They can't get a win, especially they can't get a win in the uh, country of Canada. Brendan Moore has been on these guys, players only meetings, um, you know, you name it. They're pulling out all the stops to try and get a victory. I think Carolina has to be better than what they've shown. Do they have deficiencies Absolutely. Are you excited to back them right now? Certainly not, but they're better than Ottawa. And this is a short price. I would like it on the regular money line, but you know, my, my cop out here is that I, when I really like a bet, I take a little money line and I take a little three way. So that's how I get to uh, Carolina here. Uh, do you guys think Carolina is as, as bad as they've shown? No, I don't think anyone thinks that like, am I wrong? Mike? like we've no. seen this team. And you look at this roster on paper, it's so good. The underlying night results are okay. They're in that boat of just needing some saves. 
I'm kind of with you, Tim. Like this week, I looked at the Canes' schedule because I do think they turn it around in Detroit Thursday. I think I'll be on them at that. Just hope, give me somewhat of a decent number. Friday in Nashville could easily end up on them again. And then Sunday, they're going to smoke the Caps. It's just hopefully not going to be minus 250. But that'll be like 45 shots. Lindgren will need to do the absolute most. So I'm with you. I think they turn it around. This looks like one of those teams that's just been through the worst of it and, and gets going. They're so proven. All the big names are still there. I mean, really, the main flaw is kind of the decor is not showing as well, and it could actually be a little bit worse. Like Orlov's not fitting in. Burns is having a tough go. Um, but still, this is a really good team. You just, I mean, it's always annoying to just say you need some goaltending, but I think that's pretty much what Quick it is. starts, yeah, I think. And then I should comment on this game. I'm kind of with Tim, Eileen Keynes, but I'm also a little bit on the train of like when I look into it, I sends, are they coming around a bit? Yeah. That's what's scary here, I think, is that I I these are two teams that I want to play on um in the near future. So I was happy to pass on it. Uh in terms We're of gonna the Canes, play the Sens on Thursday, I think will be a podcast wide play. They're in St. Louis, and I think that looks like one where I probably the, Kachuk, the Kachuk Bowl. Keith, Keith, and and, and Brady. Oh, Jesus, um, enough, <laughs> enough of these siblings in the league. Yeah, uh, shocker, shocker. There's siblings in the league. No, that's that's father son, father son. Well, I know, I know, yeah, but it's we're beautiful we're, stuff. We're, we're reaching here. We're Walt, reaching. Walt, Walt in the building. Who's he rooting for? Uh, on the Canes though. What's what's so confusing about the team is, I just I feel like it's they they're not the type of they're not like an aggressive in-season team that's going to go out there and and make like a risky move. They 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 don't they just don't do that. So I don't know if I have any faith in them to find the goalie that they're going to need um because it's clearly not in the house right now. Although I mean Anderson. I like the goalies, yeah, but he, I don't know if he's coming back, man. Like that's well, supposedly like- I didn't look too much into it, but apparently he's on blood thinners once he gets off them he gets to play. So I don't know what the timeline for that, but it's one of those things that is like, what do you do anyways? Because who's how many goalies that you could bring in are better than Anderson. If he comes in and plays, that's the point. Like it would, it would take some serious creativity and like, I I just don't think of this team as, as that kind of, uh, no, I don't think you're there yet. Like, yeah, I don't know. But regardless, I do think they'll turn around. I'd also think that like the right, he hasn't found the right mix this season. Brindamore with, with Burns, taking a step back and like Jacob Slavin is just didn't get bad all of a sudden. Right. He's, he's clearly under a little bit too much uh, pressure here. So he's, he's got to find like the right mix here and mix things up a bit uh, more. And so Tony D's. Yeah. Tony, there, Tony like T just... hasn't played in, in a month. Um, so yeah, the, I get, I get the, I get the by low appeal here, Tim, but uh, I'll be passing on this one. Uh, and it's no shocker who my favorite underdog here is uh, Nick and I were on them uh, Sunday night. Was it against the Vegas golden Knights, uh, the San Jose sharks boy, did they give us our money's worth in that game? Lose I was going to say, four. I went to bed, Mike, Th- that I mean, was... you don't go to bed during sharks. No, games. I called it a night. Ever... I'd had enough NHL. They are yeah, something else, man. We, we love this team. Um, they're playing the Winnipeg jets. They're hosting them uh, at the tank. Uh, Man, if ever a team deserved a welcome 
you know, a welcome back brigade at, at an airport. It's the San Jose Sharks when when they land in uh, in the Bay Area ahead of this game because that, what an effort they gave uh, on this crazy road trip. Almost come back against the Rangers, lose six five. Do do it against the Islanders. Do it against the Red Wings. Put up a great fight against the the Golden Knights. What a brave team! Uh, and the Jets, <laughs> the, like the Jets, have been playing really well. What they won a bunch of games in a row, but Kyle Connor gets hurt. Feels like a decent spot to to sell high on on a Winnipeg team that even at their best just aren't one that you'd expect uh, to just like run away and hide from from most teams. I mean, anyone can probably do it against a team like the Sharks on on any given night, but uh, at home at a big price and with the juices flowing, I, I don't think it's a, a bad time to get right back in on the Sharks here uh, at around two to one. Nick. Yeah, I was close. I thought this one was pretty fair. I'm not going to fade our Sharks, but they, I mean they're getting a lot of credit. You look where the lines were the last couple home games i still believe in the jets too that's the other part of it um and it's almost one of those spots too maybe gets their attention a little more when you're talking about something like connor out of the picture and now they're starting to gear up for that and they don't want to you know drop the points they've got velarde back too which is huge he's such a quietly important piece because of how effective he is defensively so i mean the connor loss hurts but i still just feel like they kind of actually are like more equipped to deal with that, I think, than people are saying, even though he he had been, you know, contributing so much to the goal scoring. I still think the Jets are a good team. Just him out, I, I think they can cope. So oh, yeah. I'm not going to go They're on. Really They're yeah. really good. They're a really good team. I just don't think that I'm afraid to bet uh, against them here with a two two to one underdog. Uh, Tim, anything on Sharks and Jets? Yeah, I'm I'm really nervous about what Winnipeg's going to look like without Connor, and I think part of the reason. I you know, I think we'd all agree that we have when we think very highly of Winnipeg, but we don't have them in that tier one area. And part of it to me is they're they're super reliant on Connor offensively. I mean, guy is a hundred and two shots this year. I mean, se- second on their team would be like sixty six from uh, Ehlers, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, leads the team in points at twenty eight goals, seventeen. I, I just don't know if uh, like I believe they're deep enough in terms of grinders That's the and thing, guys. Like- if you look at lineup, it, but... Niederreiter's been a stud. He's going to get a couple extra minutes. He's killing it. Cole Perfetti's getting going. Like, as bad as it sounds, I actually think they're kind of, like, fairly well-equipped to deal with this loss. Like, I think it's one of those, the wins above replacement isn't that bad. So we'll see. Um, but also, I would say, Nick, it's though, not like, bad. Um, I would say, Nick, that Winnipeg, to me, is a, with Connor, is, like, the reason all those other guys – are playing well is because they all just get to get slotted in you know that's true it does down. help but a lot of them are guys who are good at kind of being an eraser which is Niederreiter Velarde are the perfect examples where like they're not going to score like him but you can give them tough minutes and they can work in them um so I don't know and also I I mean we have been an absolute curse on players that we gave out on futures this year <laughs> it's ridiculous because I was thinking how Connor we gave out to score 40 was plus 340. thought that was a great play. He was going to coast to that. And then now he's hurt, hopefully not badly. And it's been like a lot of these Jack Hughes. I just hopefully it stops here. Um, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to uh, maybe give out John Tavares heart trophy picks here? <laughs> no, no, right. I can't do Fair that enough. for you. Fair enough. Um, all right. So Kane's uh, on the three-way line and, and the Sharks is our dogs. Uh, for Tuesday night, let's get into the big board. Let's start in Pittsburgh. Uh, do we have a players-only meeting tracker on the actionnetwork.com? 
yet. Uh, that needs to be a thing. We need to get one because we've got the Penguins with the uh, Hurricanes, both players-only meetings. And I think they're both 0-2. Uh, I was going to say they they're, have They're theirs. 0-2 combined. Uh, yeah, but that was there. a little different because that was a game in Florida where Florida played well. So I think that's a, a bit of it. And they played okay. It was a close was it 2-1. Yeah, great goaltending. Uh, once again, for the Penguins, that's the crazy part here is like, if you were to tell me P- Pittsburgh was struggling um, to get wins this season, I would have probably assumed that Jari and Nedeljkovic uh, wouldn't be doing their part, but they have. Uh, Brian Russ goes down. Jesse Pooley, RV's in town uh, on a PTO. The Russ injury, I think, is kind of hard to overlook. And I get that you can slot some players up with Crosby and Gensel and the line will still cook, but uh, you're you're now subtracting from somewhere else in the lineup to do so. And that line was going so well that like that, that aside from the goal, the, along with the goaltending, I should say that those are the things that were going right for Pittsburgh and in a season that not a lot has gone. Uh, I, I know Nick, you like him here and I know just generally speaking you're you, you believe in this team to, to bounce back and uh, we'll, we'll see how the season shakes out, but I cannot trust them right now as at this number, even with the coyotes coming in uh, on the second night of a back to back. I'm, I'm, pretty happy to sit this one out i it's it's hard not to bet arizona here but the, the schedule spot is is kind of rough yeah i think this can be minus 220 right now it's minus 192 at the time of recording i honestly think that's playable it's not pretty but the pens have been pretty unlucky i know you know it just feels like they're due to go on one of these runs where they actually finish things and then the other part of it that i really hate to like get on but more and more it just looks like the coyotes are a team that's going to kind of regress here like you look at what's been the number two or the number one and number two reasons they've been this good uh Connor Ingram has been incredible in goal and their power play has been among the league's best and when you take that away this is a pretty average looking team so I like what they've got going on I think they're competing hard defensively and they're making life not too bad for Ingram but it just feels like a tough spot for me I don't think they're going to have the kind of depth scoring they've had to this point, once Michael Carcone calms down, that sort of thing. So <laughs> if he does, you never know. I don't think it's like a smash bet, but it's just one of those ones. It's a good spot for the pens. I think they're it's not like an outrageous price. Like if they win this game two out of three times, you're getting a playable number. So I think I can live with it. I don't know. I I hope the Yo- the Yotes win some of these games. They've got Buffalo twice this week and they've got the pens. Need some. And they did play pretty good in Boston. I'll give them that. They bounce back from that Philly game, but yeah, I don't know. Outrageous! It's not an outrageous price. Speak for yourself. I'm not. I'm not laying that kind of wood with a team that's 0 for 37 on their power play. <laughs> oh, it's not even just that they're 0 for 37. I think they've probably given up 37 shorthanded breakaways in that time. It's insane. I, they give up one a game. It's like, oh, I, there it is. I um I agree with you that they are due to um for some good luck here and, and to, uh, and to kind of go on a, a mini run here and the Yotes are, again, I know it's blasphemy to say on this podcast might not be as good as um, we think they are or as they've been playing. They don't so need to I, be I, I in, the, in their no, defense. That's the like, that's in the, the best Western part, right? wild yeah, they, don't, race. they don't need to so, be like, Perfect. that is just, you need to be mid yep. and you're golden. So just hang in there. Stay there, baby. Stay there. Get healthy. Well, 
Yeah, and that's why they haven't graduated to a spot where it's like, no, they're uh, they're too good for us to like this underdog. We they haven't they haven't graduated to that tier. I I just I think you're gonna have to score on the power play to justify this number. And until I see it, no can do. This the West Wild Card race. Like just looking at how much ground the Oilers have already made up is hilarious. So good that it's gonna be like five days until they're in front of everyone. We just outrageous. Um. Yeah, the one the one concern I I'd have with Pittsburgh uh, going on a run is that I don't still don't trust. I know the goaltending has been fine, but do you trust Jari and Nedeljkovic to keep playing at this level for a season? So oh, like it could it could be like another like they, let's say they solve their power play and maybe some some players step up uh, like into depth scoring steps up at that point like the goaltending could come back down to earth, which then just creates another problem. So. Yeah, I just don't trust this team. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even think they'll go on like a big run. I just think they're yeah. not going to be, you know, bad. Um, Matt and they've Celebrini. lost close to pretty reasonable teams. Like they, what were their, what are their losing streak here? Like they, the Florida game I thought was okay, considering how good Florida's played in Florida. Lose to Tampa. Both Philly games were pretty reasonable. And then I thought the game versus Toronto, they probably should have won or at least had two, two and a half more goals. So it, I don't think they've been bad it feels like you know the right time to get on them finally snapping this thing and then montreal wednesday i don't know i I don't think you have to give them that much credit to think this is okay they haven't scored more than two goals in a game in like a week and a half well they can't score on the power play so (laughs) i bet this game they get a power play goal it'll be one of those things they talk about it so much and you get the yotes and they've they've turned uh, into the 2022 2023 New York Islanders. I mean, the, the Bruins won a cup by having an anemic power play um, in 2011. So, but Nick, you brought up a good point when you said that Arizona, they're like, oh, you know, if they didn't have this good a goaltending and they didn't have this great power play number, like th- that's kind of the recipe for regular season success. Like, well, you know, it's two big parts, but my, my beef with it is that I don't think Connor Ingram's this good. So right, that's, right, my, enough, right. that's my point there. It's not that. I mean, you look at the Bruins and the Knights and all of that, and obviously the goaltending is the biggest thing. But the other thing is I don't think the Yotes are quite defending at that level too in terms of the way they support their goalies. They've been good. I think that they're like, you know, a middle-of-the-pack defensive team. Um, But I don't think they're going to continue getting this out of him. Um, But who knows? It'd be a great story. We, We still love the Yotes. And I mean, it's just, I don't, yeah, it's, it's close. It's one of those ones I'll feel like an idiot, but I think they'll pay it off. It's almost like less of a numbers play when I think about it. And we've been loving how these spots, Tim, where the, the number comes out and I think there's only one play. It's always going to move 30 cents. Those were just not working at all last week. It felt like that was just like a curse for the one team uh-huh. to come and just get crippled. Uh-huh. So maybe it's the opposite that pays off this time. All right. On to the Blackhawks and... Edmonton Oilers next. As you can imagine, this line is quite wide. Chicago plus 320, uh, Edmonton minus 410, and a total six and a half. The Oilers just absolutely surging. Uh, wouldn't you know that Connor McDavid getting healthy has helped this team quite a bit? Um, goaltending's been better. This feels like a game where you can maybe build something fun um, without having to you know play a side, Nick. Like, here we go again. The, yeah, the Blackhawks can't defend. <laughs> the Oilers can uh 
the Oilers uh, obviously can run it up. Um, kind of like maybe like maybe a bet on Oilers to win from behind or something like that. I, uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah I was actually like, going to say, I think you could do something like the Hawks even to score the first goal is going to be like plus 135 probably. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that's not a, a bad way to at least start something uh, with this game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing this. I still, it's just, the Oilers have been great, but it's, it's too wide. It's if way too it, wide. Yeah, I I don't want to get in on that. And they've defended so much better, but and it it almost feels I don't want to say like a letdown spot because you look and they're still outside the playoffs, but it just feels like maybe like a high point in the market on the Oilers. I'd rather look if you're gonna do like dry settle two points or something like that. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of anything jumping out to me on this game. Yeah, it sucks for me because Edmonton's been on this run and I think I've only um, bet them like twice in it. So like I'm kind of kicking myself and I know the second I try and like go big here with like some some same game parlays that it'll it'll blow up in my face. So that's I mean, good for them, though. Hey, they're they're certainly back. I don't know. And they came in and got through a Calvin Pickard start. Just yeah, dominated defensively. I thought the Devils. I mean, he he had a pretty easy day at the office but that that game against the devils i watched most of that game and they were just really good and and they maybe a sleep sleepy spot but for for new jersey but still um catching the devils too feeling good about themselves uh all right panthers and kraken now uh florida traveling to seattle as a minus 148 favorite kraken plus 124 total six and a half nothing here for me uh anything for you tim um the Problem is, is that I really want to buy low, sell high, or at least buy low on a Seattle team that has lost what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. Um, so that's fun. This Seattle team is so dreadful right now. I need a number though that is going to justify me, um, you know, again buying low on Seattle here, and they're just it, it doesn't quite do it for me. I think if it, if the Panthers get inflated. I would play Seattle at maybe 145 or better, but I can't do it yet. I don't know if the number is going to do that or not. I don't know how you how you put real actual dollars on this Kraken team right now. Maybe that's square because they've lost a lot, but they look ugly in doing so. Yeah, they look pretty horrid. They're, they're really flat <laughs> offensively. I still think it's they haven't looked like a team that would lose eight in a row. Which, right, I mean, right. Like anything, right. and I think that's where you're saying like you want the spot to like bet on it ending. But I agree, it's almost like that's you're getting some of that baked into the number here because Florida, um, isn't that big of a favorite, and I think Florida are really good still. So yeah, I don't have a bet here. I mean, they're going to end the streak soon. They're competing. Um, we talked. I thought they got really unlucky versus the Devils in a game where I said to bet on the Devils. Um. And you get the wild coming in. The wild have been playing so well. Like it feels like some of it has been bad spots, but this is a bad spot too. You're taking on the Panthers. So I don't know. I don't really have a lot of interest. Feels like they're due to end it, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if you can bet it at this price. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, well said. Uh, Lightning and Canucks too. Uh, also out in the Pacific Northwest are uh, the Bolts. They are an even money road underdog against vancouver the canucks minus 120 total six and a half i like the canucks here i still think that against teams who have clinical finishers which the canucks have the the lightning are susceptible to 
being found out a um, little bit better. The process, I would say, of what the past two weeks, you would say um, for Tampa, maybe starting to trend in the right direction. But still, like with their lack of depth on the back end and the, the way they've defended generally this season, this is a dangerous spot for them. Only minus 120 on the Canucks who, yeah, back down to earth and all that. But the ceiling is still quite high um, for this team, especially with the goaltending. So I, I, I'll i go with Vancouver here as a as a short home dog. It feels maybe a little trappy, but um, I like Vancouver. Nick? Yeah, I'm leaning with the Lightning. I think these are actually, I don't know, like I, I still view these teams pretty closely right now. And now that all, like the money's pouring in on the Canucks, I actually think I might end up getting on the lightning here i think it's a not a bad price and they have stamkos day-to-day and headman day-to-day which is another interesting factor in terms of like where does the market go because if it got really wide based off that i might be willing to try the bolts yeah i need vasilevsky though that's that's i mean he's projected but i need i need vasilevsky i i can't play Jonas anymore can't be done he did he did his thing he did his thing Hey, and they, it was to the like bitter, bitter end that it started to get, um, you know, hard to watch, but like, I, I'm still a believer in the lightning to, to be scrappy enough to be, you know, well in the playoff picture. In my opinion, I, I still just believe in them. I think that you roll out the pucks on a given night that there's no reason that they can't be in like a, a Toronto situation where I feel like I compare a lot of teams to Toronto, but like the, Toronto's like the perfect regular season team. They just like get it done. And we know that they're not like necessarily built to go to the Eastern conference finals, but like, there's no reason that, you know, your, your stars and they have enough firepower that I just like still betting. Well, and they're, yeah. They're like the Oilers right now. You look at like a power yeah. play that scores 30% of the time. They right. have one guy who gets like two and a half points a game. And then everyone else just has to just hang in be alive and yeah like, and that's a regular up, season but... formula that like should should is still okay so that's why i kind of and i'm not a big believer in vancouver but i i've had a hard time with them all year so need vasilevsky and plus money and i'd, I'd probably play it uh okay i i have a prediction coming up um for this next one and uh it, i was on fire with these predictions last what did i say last week about the sharks nobody can run away from the sharks uh, they they erased four goal deficit from the Red Wings. Can run away. And what did I say about the Kings? When was their first road loss coming? Said on Saturday night on the island that happened. And this next prediction, um, it's tied to the bet I like in this game. So the Flames are plus 160 against the Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas going to be dealt at minus 192 at the time of recording and a total of six. I like Calgary. I'm also going to play Calgary to win in a shutout. I think that Dustin Wolf, well, Dustin Wolf gets the start. He's heading towards that direction. Like he's heading towards like just a, a really solid shut it down uh, performance. I know it's unlikely and it's like, this isn't a plus EV bet, but it's just, this is a more of a gut feel. It, it gives into why I like Calgary in the spot too. Is like, like I just trust him as a goalie and I know that they are on a back to back and it's a, a rough one. Cause they're playing in Colorado the night before. So they're going to need him too. Um, but it's, He's he's looking so much better than I think people uh, outside of Nick's home province there would will give him credit for. Um, and this is the kind of game where I could just see him see him pitching one. Um, 
bailing out his team in a in a tough spot. So generally speaking, like the Flames, because their process always looks good, the results continue to lag behind it um, for the past couple of seasons. But uh, and in a game against the Knights, where you know that it'll you know the Knights tend to play closer to coin flips themselves. I I don't know. I I this is a gut feeling uh, on Wolf, but a a bet I actually like on on Calgary on the money line. Nick. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think this is a really tough travel spot, though. Game in Colorado, and then you fly into into Vegas. That's that's tough. But I agree fully on the Wolf thing. I think he's absolutely not a fade candidate. I'm seeing people list him as that. Seeing people talk about his minus four goals below expected or above expected entering the devil's game. And I really don't think he'd played very bad at all. He'd had a lot of tough ones. He hasn't had his team really play great in front of him of all his goals. Like he's maybe lost the net a little easy on a few, but I still think he looks pretty good. Like I can trust him. I'm not going to bet on him just like giving up goals and just softies that you can fade. This is a pretty tough spot. And I don't know if you look at the flame schedule right now, it's pretty hellacious coming up. There might be a good time to get on them when they get through this patch of hurricanes devils avs knights wild lightning panthers and then they get the ducks and then it opens up that could be a good time to try to watch and get on the flames here but yeah when's that next february how how long do we have to wait for that (laughs) yeah you gotta wait there's always the time for the flames to get better right we're always saying it's coming yeah they still might make the playoffs last season they still they they, (laughs) we're still hoping that they could they just gotta win some of these shootouts and then they'll they'll be in i mean i don't mind it i think It'll be interesting to see where the market goes on this. They're plus 160 some places right now. I think if that got longer, I would agree. And maybe it will when people think about the spot. Um, I think you will. I think you're getting a longer number. And I think that part of it is too, is I think Colorado has um, blowout potential on Monday night with them losing five to six. I think that you could get a real good performance from Colorado and then bounce back spot the following night. So Lebov, I don't know if you've placed it yet, but I think you could wait. Yeah, no, I, I I'm down to wait. It usually with spots like that, the travels. Nick said it's it. Uh, people wake up to it. Uh, as we get closer to puck drop. All right, best bets now. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Uh, Nick, you can kick us off here. I'll kick us off. I'm gonna co-sign yours right now, Mike, too, because we're. I think these are both great. The Rangers are hosting the the Leafs after the great John Tavares Bowl on Monday <laughs> in a game that's going to feature Martin Jones in almost all likelihood. So I just think this number is not long enough. Right now it's minus 130. What I would recommend doing is trying to get on it as quick as possible. It's one of those things you always get that last surge once people fully commit to which goalie is going to be in, but it's pretty unlikely it'll be Samsonov. And that's a, that's a fairly tough spot. Um... I mean, the Rangers, too, they're such an annoying team to play in spots like this. They've got great special teams, uh, good goaltending. At some point, I think Shesterkin stabilizes. They got absolutely pissed on by the Capitals on Saturday. Like, that was one of the worst team performances I think you can ever see. And I almost like that here because it's like, I know you want to cap every game in a nutshell, but I feel like you're only going to have one or however many performances like that in a month where you just clearly didn't show and they had one against the senators too like a couple yeah a couple games before that then they and they, i mean they're probably just not as good as their record right but i don't right. think you need to say they're as good as their record to think this number is is uh pretty close when you're talking about martin jones playing a back-to-back like that's a, a pretty favorable edge in new york where they've been pretty good and then uh 
I think the other thing is too the the Leafs haven't been that good, right? Like they've been they've been strong. Uh, they played excellent versus Nashville in a game I really thought the Preds were live, but they haven't been excellent at all. They haven't been dominating. Their five on five numbers are pretty break even. Um, they've gotten incredible goaltending from Joseph Wall. Who knows if Sammy's going to continue to play at that level? I mean, I guess they don't even have Sammy here. And then uh, they've done good at getting games to regulation. But none of this just looks like a team that I think is like going to pay off in this spot at like as a pretty close price. It it almost just feels a little disrespectful to the Rangers. Like if they don't deserve to be a bigger favorite than minus one thirty when they're facing Martin Jones on a back to back, I just I don't really get it. So, um, I don't love the Rangers, but I I think it has to be done. I, I don't really feel this isn't like minus one fifty five, and I think it's a good bet for sure. Yeah, it's uh, a little wonky. Um, I think that the Leafs, the Leafs, like their overall record is probably what's playing into this here. And and like their last 10, what are they, 7-1-2 and two over the last 10. But when you actually like dive into it, you see that a lot of those wins are uh, post-regulation. And like you said, that the, the performance against Nashville was great. Um, but that was a kind of a galvanizing moment at home, Hockey Night in Canada, uh, with after Wool goes down. Uh, they, they were outplayed by Ottawa the couple of nights before so they they kind of snap back into form and, and if you look at their two of their best games this season have come against the predators uh, one on the road and one, one at home and the the those kind of stirring performances from toronto are few and far between when last season and the season before that and before that it was kind of the opposite where you were like okay the leafs are going to give you three really dominant performances and then you got to find find the one where they they kind of lay an egg uh, and you can you can beat them that way and this now it's kind of like the script has been flipped so yeah, the Rangers uh, look good there. Uh, Tim, anything on here before we move on? Oh, yeah, Nick laid it out perfectly. I, I really like the Rangers here because someone needs to make Toronto pay for the you know their their uh, parts and pieces on defense that they are uh, putting out there. Their goaltending question marks like the the right team needs to make them pay, and I love that they're running into the Rangers here who are totally capable um of delivering on that like they i feel like too often i'm looking to fade the leafs because of you know like i said we feel like they're not as strong as their record and they run into teams that they are just more talented than and that they that that team can't really make them pay new york can 100 make them pay so i i can't believe it's so cheap i feel i felt like i was missing something so i'm glad uh you guys both valid yeah it does uh, almost feel that way like if you look at it the rangers have the second best power play the the eighth best penalty kill and then at special or at even strength the numbers like toronto's break even at even strength for a 10 game sample so when you talk about a back-to-back spot and then they've got a defend in front of martin jones i don't really see what i'm missing here either i think this has got to get wider yeah rangers catch a break huh with the islanders playing the leaves on monday night and they get the jones start well, maybe if all you Islanders fans weren't, you know, such psychopaths, the <laughs> game on Monday wouldn't be like the most it is the dad strip. game in history. It is the dad strip Uh-oh. for the Leafs, too. Oh, so I didn't factor in the Mon- dad Monday strip. Monday night, John Tavares' dad gets to get booed on Long we Island. we got to get too. Evan Abrams on the dad's uh, the da- trip uh, records. We Why would they do that? <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh Okay, uh, my best bet, uh, Nick, as he said, he co-signed it, so feels good. Uh, 
The Wings are traveling to St. Louis uh, as a plus 105 underdog. The Blues minus 125 at the moment, uh, total six and a half. I like St. Louis here. I think that there's still room to bet them too if, if this line moves. This is a brutal spot for Detroit on, on Tuesday night. It's a back-to-back. They're going to be without Dylan Larkin for a considerable amount of time after uh, his kind of free collision uh, against the Senators. David Perron likely to be suspended. As well, they are in Dallas on Monday night. Now they travel. Then they travel to St. Louis. It's, I it, it's just a bad spot for the, the Red Wings are a better team than St. Louis. But when you factor in everything here, home ice for St. Louis, travel, Larkin and Perron out. This is a really ugly situation for Detroit. Uh so yeah. Uh, I mean, you you want to make up some motivational edges for Detroit, trying to like you know win one for the Gipper kind of stuff and 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 battle through adversity. Go right ahead. This is hockey. After all that stuff happens, but when you look just purely at the numbers and situation, I think that it's got to be the Blues here, Nick. I yeah, I fully agree. And I actually am not just because he's a. It's you never want to see anyone get hurt. Um, but I actually wish Larkin was in this game and that none of that shit happened because I thought this was gonna be a good spot to get the Blues as an underdog. I'd rather have them as an underdog here than give some of this back, but I still think you're completely right. The Wings, they're that team that's, uh, you know, shot out the lights. We talk about it all the time. Uh, I think they're above the, or yeah, they're the top of the league in goals scored above expected. They've shot like 13% over the last month. I thought that the Sens were a live dog in that game. And granted, Detroit, they had like nine forwards rolling, so it's pretty tough to play an NHL game like that. But, um, I just think this Detroit team's a little overvalued right now. And the Blues, I mean, they've kind of been humiliated the last couple times out too. I don't think they're necessarily as bad. It just feels like the right time to buy into them taking advantage of this spot. Um, so I like that. And it's not even like a Patrick Kane thing either. I actually thought he's he's been okay. He's been, you know, not bad. He's in a tough spot. And that's the other thing, though. When you're short forwards, it gets even harder to manage the back-to-back. I know they got guys coming up that are somewhat confident, but... It's not like you can just be like, hey, let's roll the hell out of these guys two nights in a row. That makes it even tougher. Um, so we'll see. And yeah, I, I think you laid it out pretty well. It's just a tough spot. And I probably would have priced these teams closer than people might have expected if Larkin and Perron were in on a normal non-back-to-back spot anyways. So I think this is a good spot to get on the Blues. Down the middle, yeah, Joe, Joe Valeno, Andrew Kopp, Michael Rasmus, and Austin Zarnick for the, for the Red Wings right now. Tim. Yeah, and Comfort had been yeah, unreal. Good. Yeah, really good. The um, St. Louis being a slight favorite here was basically validated kind of the the spot that we all had in mind here of uh, of that. And even though, Nick, you were like, oh, I, you know, I wish that Detroit was at full strength to get a better number. For me, it's like maybe it's not, a, you know, an actual positive EV when you take the calculator out. But seeing St. Louis as a slight favorite, I was like, ah, there's you know, Vegas is seeing what I'm seeing. St. Louis, you know, has kind of has the edge here. And so for me, it's like, it's still only, you know, minus 120. Like, you're not, it's not enough to scare me away. And in other words, it almost like validated what I was thinking. And I'm like, okay, gotcha. Still going to play St. Louis. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, Tim, wrap it up with your favorite bet. The only game we haven't talked about yet. Yes. The Philadelphia Flyers and the Nashville Predators. I like the Predators here as a minus 135 favorite as we look at it right now. This has to do with the spot for Philly. Um, Philly at Arizona, at Colorado, now at Nashville. They're playing some really good hockey. 
but this line has them. Um, I think this line's being a little generous to a Philly team that has been, you know, super surprising and a very fun team to watch, very fun team to bet on. But I think the answer somewhere in the middle, right? They're better than they were to start. And, you know, they're not absolutely dreadful. So the answer somewhere in the middle, and even with the answer somewhere in the middle, I think Nashville should be a little bit bigger of a favorite here. And the, the line actually went in Philly's direction. So it looks like I can continue to wait on this for a minute or two. But yeah, I, I just, I don't love the spot for Philly here. I think it's pretty tough. Uh, I like this game to go to overtime, actually. I think these two teams are are both doing some decent stuff at five on five. Neither has like the the scoring talent where you'd say uh, you can see a route, even though Philly just did that to uh, Colorado. Um, the goaltending is strong on either side. So a lot of the right ingredients for a game to go uh, past regulation for me. The Flyers, uh, I should point out, 13 and 10 as an underdog this season. Uh, 740 bucks about if you uh, had bet $100 on Philadelphia every game when they were the pooch. Um, so, But uh, I do think that this one should be tight. So I like the, the game to go past regulation, Nick. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. We've been... Philly's been one of our bright spots. I'd say we were beating this drum pretty early that this team looked good. I think the one that's still out there, Torts is 20 to 1 with the Jack Adams. We've thrown a ton of these out there. We've mentioned this one before. I think that's playable this week, though. And it's kind of a, uh, you know, if you think they're legit and maybe, you know, they lose this one, then you consider. But they play the Caps on Thursday in Philly and then they play Detroit Saturday. And then they play the Devils, but then the Preds, the Wings. Those are some winnable games. So this could be the time where like maybe they go on a four to five run there and then that price just plummets and he gets in there with like the Terignis and I mean, Laviolette and Talkett are still at the top, which very warranted, but it, it feels like he kind of should be in that mix. Like I think he should be above Brendan Moore, Bednar, DeBoer, Bruce Cassidy. I mean, Cassidy's kind of debatable, but I think he'll lose some love because of uh, the fact that Boston's just doing what they did again. Um, so yeah, I don't hate torts. I think that's a pretty decent look if you want to kind of back the fly guys still. All right. Uh, that does it for this episode for Tuesday nights, uh, 10 game slate. We were into the Canes in regulation as, as Tim's underdog. I like the sharks, uh, Nick passed. And then our best bets came in on Rangers, blues and Preds. And we will see you again on Wednesday morning to preview, uh, another slate of games. And then again on Thursday. Uh, so until then, best of luck with all your bets for Nick Martin, Tim Kalinowski, and Michael Lebo. Thank you for listening to Line Change. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.